Welcome to Weave Along. I'm John, and I'm forcing my friend Nelson, who doesn't like anime, to watch and discuss different anime. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, this week we're continuing with JJK. I got me and also my friend Nelson over here. That's me. Welcome back. Uh, we are picking up with episode 8, watching through episode 11. Uh, some more stuff happens, getting a little bit further with Itadori and getting some more characters in the mix. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, thank God more things are happening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess without further ado, let's get into episode 8. In this episode, we catch up with Fushiguro and Nobara as they meet the upperclassmen from the sister school, then get a tease for the future arc that is to come with Itadori. So going back to the beginning of that, uh, it opens up on Fushiguro and Nobara. And then we get some lovely new characters right in there. We get Toto and Mai Zenin. Oh, I love them both so much. They are great characters. Honestly, Toto is one of my favorites <laughs> i'm very excited for you to see more of him future down the line because he is he is great he's just a meat-headed simp and yes. it doesn't i didn't expect the you know the simp twist from him but i that will definitely get to <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it, oh boy but yeah it was nice to have characters come in who aren't straight up antagonists kind of that uh-huh. middle ground sometimes we're going to be your friends other times we're going to beat the shit out of you and pull a gun on you so yeah a little <laughs> yeah literally pull a gun um yeah. very much almost like anti-hero friend type vibe right oh for sure because uh, i know when toto popped up and immediately just the hulking individual uh i do have <laughs> We do have this little bit here from our initial watch through. Toto is fucking massive. Yep. Is he also supposed to be 15? I think he's held back. Yeah, into his 40s. Yeah, so that's Toto. Uh, Toto responsible for the greatest song of all time and now the greatest line in this show. The tall woman with a big, beautiful ass. Uh-huh. They need to stop giving me relatable characters. <laughs> Is it making you like the show? No. When you meet somebody and the first thing they do is rip their shirt off and go, I'm going to beat the shit out of you unless you tell me your taste in women. I, <laughs> how do you, how do you even respond to that? Yeah, well, <laughs> Fushiguro responds, you know, in a, polite in a very thought out way of just being like well you know i believe that anything can be looked past as long as you have a good personality and a right headspace and that's what you're searching for in life and toto just i think that he literally starts crying yes he starts crying because he is (laughs) so bored with how fujiguro is as a person yeah he's so not tired but he is so upset because fujiguro is going to be that boring and he was just so excited to have fun <laughs> i love toto because his whole thing is he just likes to i feel like he likes to be challenged and also challenge others to push people to the next state that they can be in oh for sure and it's it's one of those things where you really have to adapt on the spot because what do you do when 
you're casually walking to class and the incredible hulk comes up and kicks you in the nuts really hard that's yeah. that's essentially all he did well he got the shit beat out of him is what happened oh <laughs> he got rocked into the next week yeah no him and uh toto and fushiguro start fighting it up and everything i think Toto holds him up against a building and then proceeds to punch into him, launching him up through the building and up into the air up above them and then slams him down onto the roof of a nearby building, which they then go to fight on. Which, once again, hate to be that guy, but you're dead. Well, he had the summonings there. This time he had some frogs. Frogs. Yep, frogs, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) He had the frogs and... Those were, I think they had wings this time, as opposed to one that saved Nabara earlier. This one, these had wings on them, and some of them were attached to Fushiguro, giving him almost, I think, a gliding effect, sort of. Yeah. I think it's that way he wouldn't eat shit and die so quickly. But it was great because when they snapped out at Toto, if I remember correctly, he grabbed the tongues of the frogs and just flung them i think he either flung them or he pulled and the tongues separated and they think that the curses disintegrated that's what it was yep yeah because they took so much damage yeah which they have one hp they're a frog Frog. (laughs) Frog. at least they're not a tadpole (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would have been i would love to see fushiguro have to find a reason to summon literal tadpoles I'm sure that there's going to be a one shot or something like that, or oh, one of like absolutely. the Juju Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be our beach episode. Is yeah, they actually? <laughs> uh, it's funny that you bring that up. If we, when we get to Naruto, uh, fuck, we they, will. <laughs> we will. Uh, there is he summons some shit, and there is a part where he does summon a tadpole instead of this big frog thing or toad. Uh, <laughs> fuck yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, that's still not going to get me to watch it, but I might look it that will. up on YouTube. Who knows? Yeah, get in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, get in the comments. Peer pressure this man. He has. He he will give in. It's, it's not that. It's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but meeting. So we met Toto. They had their yes. scuffle, but all the while their scuffle was going on, you had Nobara. Uh huh. Thank God, getting it right. We had yep. Nobara and <laughs> Mai? Mai, yes. Yes, okay. The twin sister to Hanji. No, uh, to Maki. <laughs> yeah, but Maki is essentially Hanji. Like, No, that's a different character you're thinking of. No. You're thinking like, of the doctor. <laughs> yes, I am th- but they're very, they're very similar. They both just want to study. No. <laughs> right? Maki's more Mikasa than anything. Oh, fuck me. All right. One day I'm going to get it right. Not today. We'll get there eventually. Not today, but we'll get there. Don't you worry. Oh, There's boy. much more anime to watch. Oh, <laughs> uh, scrolling through Crunchyroll, uh, so many options. Oh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so we had we had Mai come into the thing. I didn't I honestly didn't think she was going to try to start anything. And yeah. lo and behold, uh, she pulls out the gun. Yeah. <laughs> she sort of kicks it up a notch. Yeah, that's um, that's a very big notch to kick it up from, you know, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you. Let me summon a frog. I'm going to pull a Glock. Yeah, which is great because they'll get into that and what is special about that 
later on in the series. And I'm excited yes. for you to find that shit. All out. I know is Harry Potter needs to take a lesson from this. And the next time they have a wizard war, somebody just needs to roll up with a 50. Give Dumbledore a gun. Absolutely. He wouldn't have, <laughs> you know. Snape holds up his uh, his wand to say Avada Kedavra. And then Dumbledore just says, no, you. And then Glock. That's just the Baz Luhrmann remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, Mai and Nabara face off. Mai just absolutely fucks up Nabara. They don't even show what really happens, just that they're about to get into it. And then it goes back to them after Toto and Fushiguro fighting. And Nabara is already on the ground. Literal holes in her stuff from bullet holes as she has been shot at. And just kick the shit out of. And then Maki shows up. Yeah, which it's a good thing she did. Yeah. What did you think of the dynamic in between Maki and Mai? First impression of that. First impression of that, it it seems like two siblings who just really don't get along. Yeah. Like, like they do, but there's also that, I guess, sibling They're rivalry. Family. Yeah. They have to, but also at the same time. Right, it's the mandatory, like, oh, that's my sister. Yep. But, yeah, they they have beef. I guess there's a reason they're not at the same school. There's some genuine hatred in between the two oh, of them. Oh, for sure. And it it's not warranted, but if we're going to put those two on screen, then I'm not going to complain. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we get that in this episode. We get a little bit of... Gojo messing with uh, the principal of the other school as well. How he tells the principal of JJK Tokyo that the meeting is hours later, just so that way he could essentially ambush the principal of the, I believe, Kyoto. Yeah, of the yeah, Kyoto. Kyoto. Uh, that principal into just being like, hey, so this is all happening. I think he fills him in on the special grade curses, Jogo and Nami. At flower that, guy yeah him yeah flower that got introduced in the past arc and brought it to his attention like yeah so these things are popping up that you guys didn't know about there's also the re- uh, resurface of sukuna's vessel which you didn't think about and all this stuff that you've been trying to put off is finally coming to fruition and i think that you're gonna get fucked uh, yeah. essentially <laughs> the the shit bucket really filled up on him pretty quick with not a lot of space to move very quickly so i the the principal at the other school he was he blind or were his eyes just really dark no he's just really old so he has intense wrinkles like he is the human embodiment of like a pug oh fuck so he also has trouble breathing Oof. yeah uh, but he you're gonna like his stuff later on it's it's gonna be great because you being you it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> that concerns me to no end because i know how i am <laughs> it'll get teased when we get the second opener for jujutsu kaisen okay okay that's out halfway through this season so we're gonna be done with this dumbass song and i think the uh the next episode's will happen and then oh. i believe after those the next ones that we watch is when the intro will switch potentially on the last one of the next episode okay i can i can work with that yeah, yeah, yeah but the principal everything with that he had his assistant 
who, I guess, continuing the, the train of simps, saw Gojo and, like, any, I guess, warm-blooded person would, absolutely loses her mind. Yes. Because of how <laughs> cool he is. Yeah, goes to get tea for the principal, walks out of the room, immediately is like, oh, I should, I should go see if I can take a picture with him. Then chases after him, gets a picture, forgets to get the tea, walks back into the room, and then he's like, the fuck? Where's my tea? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really excited to see how she kind of works as a person. Uh-huh. Yeah, we get more of her a little bit later on in the series. Because, yeah, she really went from stuck up, kind of a bitch, talking to Gojo, like, I know who you are, you don't impress me to chasing him down in the parking lot for a selfie. But Gojo also seems like the type to walk back into the room while the principal's there, and when she starts being like, how dare you, you egotistical son of a bitch, he'll just be like, weren't you totally on me, like, 30 mm-hmm. seconds ago? <laughs> like, he'll bring yeah. it up. Oh, absolutely. But, see, from there we went to, let's see if I can remember this, from the principal meeting... We then went to, what the fuck is his name? The the kid. Yeah, we sort of go and get a teaser for the next arc to come. Yeah. Uh, we see, I don't think that we actually see Junpei or anything like that. I think it opens up. Oh, no, it does. Uh, it go. shows Junpei going up to Mahito in the alley with Mahito being like, oh, you can see me. That's interesting. And then Nanami and Ichidori outside of the movie theater where it teases that some people just got messed up intensely by some cursed energy and they are sent to investigate it. It is our first time meeting Junpei, Nanami, and then actually getting a little bit of dialogue, a little bit more dialogue from Mahito because I think we got one line from him. I think in in this one we get maybe two. Yeah, uh, but it sort of sets up what's about to happen with them and everything in the next couple of episodes. One last thing that I want to touch on before we move on to episode nine was uh, when Toto and Fushiguro were fighting. The only reason that they ended it was because uh, because Maki goes to Nabara's aid. We also get uh, Panda and Inomaki's uh, going to Fushiguro's aid. The only reason that they stop is because stop fighting and everything because they're about to go at it and Fushiguro's like oh I don't have to hold back anymore because we're safe up here and away from people is Inomaki comes in and he uses his cursed speech that says he says stop fighting and then they stop fighting what did you think seeing Inomaki's yeah what did you think of his cursed ability or his cursed power technique that's well it was was awesome to not have a sushi ingredient yeah Uh, (laughs) It was it was nice to have that. It was really interesting, I guess, to see how it works, because up until now, he hasn't done anything. No, he hasn't used it at all. Yeah, it's the first time. That's why I made a note of it. I was like, oh, yeah, we should talk about this. We probably should. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he one it continues climbing up the the ranking for me in, in terms of awesome and now he's actually useful as opposed to just being kind of my comedic relief yes (laughs) but yeah that was awesome panda coming in and stepping in uh yeah i i think didn't he catch a fist yeah he uh punches toto in the face and toto like you can tell that like like he's phased by it it's not horrible but he he he's like okay bear yeah (laughs) well a panda bear 
it's still a fucking bear. I don't care yes. if it sleeps 23 hours a day and eats bamboo. It's a fucking bear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that stuff. I thought that was cool. I like seeing all the different characters interacting with each other and the history that is sort of alluded to in between Panda, Inomaki, and Toto because they've met each other from the exchanges in the past. Right. Yeah, and they keep on talking about, I believe it's, uh, God, I'm going to butcher his name right now. But I think it's like Otaku or something like that. I don't know. The character from the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Can't remember it off the top of my head right now. But that uh, he used to be their classmate that and he leaves. And so Toto just really wants to see him again so that way they can go up against each other because he's been looking forward to it. And then he gets disappointed in it. But it's I cool wonder, to see the history that's there. I wonder what his taste in women is. like. Ooh. The, no, 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 no. Panda's probably going to taste <laughs> for other pandas. I'm going to go out on a limb here. But no, because Toto's really excited to see the guy who's gone. So the guy who's gone, like, did Toto walk up to him originally and be like, so what do you find most attractive? And was this guy like big titty goth girls? And then so Toto loses his mind and find out. Yeah, but I don't think once again, a question that will not be answered. The movie's not going to open up with him turning to the camera and being like, hey, goth chicks and fishnets proceeds with the film. That's it. <laughs> that is the entirety of the film. Actually, Is it really? Wow. Cool. It's uh-huh. a it is actually movie. just. Uh, it's just them talking about their taste in women the entire but time. If Nothing their taste in women isn't the the Zenins, then that's the wrong answer, at least so exactly. far. The Zenin girls, they're great. Yeah, but I think that, uh, and then we can go into episode nine, right? Yeah, we, we can go into episode nine. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so episode nine opens up. Uh, we're getting into the Junpei, Itadori, Mahito, Nanami arc. And in this, we get some tragic backstory on Junpei. Then Nanami and Itadori begin their investigation on the movie theater. After that, we get a little Mahito action and a bit of the plan of attack as Itadori and Nanami investigate. Yes. Uh, Yeah, this episode opens up on flashbacks of Junpei just getting just tossed around the schoolyard and stuff like that. A little bit of, you know, bullying uh hazing at school i think we surpassed bullying when they were putting out cigarettes on his forehead yeah and then the teacher looks at it and does nothing not a goddamn thing Uh uh-huh because high schools don't really care now do they exactly exactly Hmm. uh yeah but uh yeah we see that and then it goes to junpei buying a ticket for what is it human human earthworm earthworm Yes, it was the knockoff of Human Centipede. Yes. Which it was, to me at least, more the plot of Human Centipede 2 as opposed to Human Centipede 3 because Human Centipede 3 takes place in a prison with 300 people because it's the full sequence. That's right. I've seen them all. I have seen none. You are a lucky Uh, motherfucker. I will tell you that. You know what? I got the vibe. (laughs) (laughs) that's not a movie i'm gonna i'm gonna ditch school to see though and i you know the whole the whole junpei getting his ass kicked was because a girl made up that he was staring at her boobs yes just to see how the other guys in his class would react and see if they would give her more attention because of that and i believe they beat junpei more because he brings up the fact that they're only kicking his ass because they want to sleep with her. This is correct. Yeah. And I mean, 
these fucking people. They're horrible. They're not great. I mean, they're people, so. But not you, yeah, listeners. Well, You're great people. Absolutely. The best. The best. But. Weebs. <laughs> weebs. But, you know, he, he's getting kicked, but he, he tries to actually reason with them. I don't think during that tire altercation, he actually threw a punch in retaliation. Uh, I don't think so. I think that he also is more of a, less of a physical altercation thing and more of I'm going to engage with you mentally to make you feel stupid and put you down that way so that we stop the fighting which if you're going up against the wrong person like he was you know like a brutish high school bully yeah they're most likely not going to back down and they're just going to keep on kicking the shit out of you and get even more aggravated and the thing on top of that is you can't argue with stupid people because they'll just drag you down to their level and beat you with experience exactly so there was no victory for him there no not at all he did he not was, actually plan that out in any appropriate way. No. Well, I don't think that he also planned it. What with them, you know, putting out cigarettes on his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Not the ideal time for him, I don't think. He, could, but, he couldn't call pause and say, hold on, yeah. let's come up with a pro strat. Hold up one second. Yeah, but that's what it opens up with. And then he goes into the movie theater. In the movie theater, he's watching the movie and the seniors from his school show up. They're all being loud, obnoxious. They start talking on their phone. He gets pissed off. He starts thinking about all the other things. And then as he gets pissed off, we watch as Mahito spawns out of nothing and goes over, places hands on their heads and disfigures them with cursed energy yeah uh, and it essentially kills them making them horribly unrecognizable and then just walks out and then jupe follows him i i believe the cause of death given by the paramedics i think it was who were there were that they died from breathing problems. Yeah. Yeah, they achieved no. the next step in evolution and became crab people. Yes. You know, like that. The eye sockets were like going out like antennas and shit like that. Yeah. That's the, not a breathing problem. That's your brain melting. I thought you got, you're dead. Oh, you're so done. There is no coming back from that. No. But yeah, so they show that happened. And then they show Nanami and Itadori who are standing out in the rain. Uh, looking up at everything, going in to investigate. When they get in there, Nanami talks to Ichidori being like, yeah, no, all this cursed energy. And Ichidori is like, wait, what? And then Ichidori begins to see cursed energy as he starts focusing and actually looking for it. He can see the footprints that Mahito left as he left. And it's cool that we he gets this new skill. Granted, he's brand new to it and it's not the hugest thing, but it's cool that we got this new skill and it only took him 30 seconds, if that, to learn this new thing and just yes. him focusing instead of it being a whole arc and all that. Hey, Nar out. Naruto, Naruto. Yeah. We're, we're uh, <laughs> talking to you. Nah, never. But it's going it to be great was, when you watch it. I'm going to fucking die. So it was such a flex with uh, Nanami. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Because when Itadori goes, oh my god, I can see them, he stops and goes, yeah, but you know, any jujutsu sorcerer who's worth a damn, you know, doesn't need to look for them. They can just kind of tell they're there. Yeah, you're not special. <laughs> he, he said, I found my new skill, can't wait to use it. And the guy goes, uh, you don't even need to use it because you're just, you know, trash. And one day you'll just be able to do it without even trying. Yeah, so be better, scrub. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, they follow the footsteps. They go outside. Uh, they get to this 
it almost looks like a blacktop. I think it's supposed to be a batting cage. At one point, somebody gets knocked against something and it says home run in the sign up behind oh, them. So I think yeah. that it's a batting cage. Yeah, and as they go outside, these two cursed spirits pop up out of nowhere. Nanami goes, hey, you take that one. I'm going to take this one. If you get into trouble, whatever, I'm here, uh, but try to keep up. And then they start fighting, and Nanami just keeps on lecturing him throughout the entire encounter. That's bold, is what that is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, at no point have have I ever been in a fight and somebody else who was also in the fight goes, hey, did you see the episode of How I Met Your Mother the other day? And then proceed to tell me the plot of a show while there's a brawl. Uh So I can't even imagine having to fight like literal demons and trying to retain an entire lecture. Yes. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what you should be doing as you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Backseat fighting, essentially. Oh, for sure. It was do as I say, not as I do, but he couldn't do either of those things. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do, but also do as I do as you're watching what I'm doing, and I'm telling you what I'm doing as well. Yeah, and I'm literally (laughs) breaking down how my, what do they call, whatever his technique is. Their techniques, yeah. What did you, uh, yeah, so they break down Nanami's where he is able to see essentially weak points on different objects inanimate objects and different creatures as well and he knows where to strike them and he puts all of his energy behind it so even with a dulled blade which his blade is both dulled and also wrapped in a bandage uh, he is able to still sever limbs and everything like that off of these cursed spirits yes what'd you think of that that was fucking rad Um, yeah his i think it was the 710 rule is, yes is what it is it was like if the he draws the straight line and it's whichever is like the seventh notch is going to be the weak point yes but and it, he just sort of sees that yeah uh, in his brain it is really cool yeah when he took the legs off that was awesome because yeah. up until then he'd just kind of been really a stick in the mud mm-hmm. and yeah, no, he's very very corporate well he worked for the fucking man so corporate to sorcerer to Try to be corporate, but also still sorcerer as well. It's a good time. It's a great time. But as we see in the next episode, when he finally gets to do his his whole thing, it was really cool to kind of see his build up from yeah. mud to badass. But over the yes. course of, I think, like 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, also, he has those moments of like, oh, I'm not just fighting a low grade thing. I am going against to say I'm going to have to work harder. Yeah. But in this fight, we also get to see not only Nanami's technique. But also Ichidori's new technique that he has, yes. his divergent fists, which good for him for not having to rely on just using a cursed blade like he did in the first. I think it was episode three when him yes. and Ibarra went into that place. Yeah, it was episode three. Yeah. Now he uh, his superhuman strength that he has is coming in useful. So he has divergent fists, which is essentially you punch something and then your curse energy comes in just a little bit of like behind as well. So you get two blows with one punch. Uh, and depending on how much energy you channel into it, it increases how much it can be as well. Yeah. Cause Both he put, destructive power. He put a really solid hole into the curse. He yeah. was fighting literally punches through its like shoulder area. Yeah, and that thing went down whimpering, which I actually, I felt kind of bad. It was crying. It was. It was in pain. It was, and I didn't. Because also, 
they leave that, and as Ichidori is about to finish off the curse, Nanami stops him because he notices something. They then bring that to Hanji, uh, Goth Hanji, hey. and <laughs> and she tells him like, "Yeah, so these are actually disfigured corpses. They're not full cursed spirits, but." Yeah, it was they the, had cursed the, energy bestowed upon them? Yeah, they were they were transformed with cursed energy. They weren't curses, but they were like curses, but they were still humans. And Itadori sort of has this moment of like, oh, I just punched a hole in some victim's chest. In a person. Yes. Yeah, that was I I, I get it has some weight behind it, I feel it, like. It does. I get where it's coming from of like, hey, you just, you know, kill the dude. But uh-huh. at the same time, that's not a dude anymore. Yeah, you were sort of like putting him out of his misery, but it's yeah. still tough to be like at one point they were a person. Right. Because his his whole thing is that he wanted people to die with honor, I guess, or have a meaningful death. Yes. And that sure shit ain't it. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No, so and I'm excited for. I feel like over the next couple episodes, we really start getting into a little bit more of like Itadori and his psychology and how he thinks instead of just being the cookie cutter, like, I'm a good guy. I'm also funny. Yada, yada, yada. It's a little bit more of like, oh, this is what he's thinking about. This is his motivation, which is needed, I feel like, for him because he has just sort of been glanced over. We're like, yeah, he's a vessel and everything, but that's sort of the most interesting part uh, about him. Oh, for for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for the character development and for you to see a little bit more of Ichidori himself. Yeah, because we have, I know we have a clip from, I think it was the end of the episode, with the initial thoughts on Mojito and Junpei as we were watching. Yes, I think, yeah, I think that's actually at the beginning of the next episode. Oh, it might be. We'll save that clip then, ladies and germs. Yeah, because I think that, the last part of the episode, it shows uh, Nanami and Itadori talking about uh, how they are going to approach Junpei and what Nanami is going to do. They come to the decision that Nanami is going to go after where he believes his cursed spirit to be. And Itadori and the assistant are going to track down Junpei and try to talk to him about the movie theater and whether he knew what was happening and or if he is some type of jujutsu sorcerer as well that's just not registered and suss all of that stuff out as well. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends, I believe, with Nanami essentially setting out to go fight Mahito. Yes, because he, he lied about not knowing where he was, correct? Yeah, because he didn't want Itadori to like, lobby to follow with him so that way if shit hits the fan which it does then Big he doesn't time. have to worry about itadori being there because he's powerful like gojo but not as op as gojo i think yeah and he, he knows that he does seem a bit excessive but <laughs> but i'm here for tiny it. Bit. So let's see we have yeah uh so the next episode uh refresh my brain episode 10 uh in this we see some more of Mahito and Junpei bonding, and then Nanami and Mahito start their face-off as Itadori makes contact with Junpei. And that's sort of what happens in that entirety of the episode. It's a lot of just, like, interactions. I feel like first meetings are really a part of this episode. Yes, they most certainly are. Yeah, it goes back, shows a little bit of, a little bit more bullying happening to Junpei about 
his film club and then getting kicked out of the room and being told that he's stupid. I think that they step on a couple of DVDs and really just treat him and his buddies like shit. He tries to stand up to them and then they just like toss him aside. And you can just see how much of like a horrible, horrible environment he is put in. And I think that's what leads him to Mahito because Mahito is the embodiment of bad human emotions. That's like the curse. And he brings it up as they start talking. There's all these different original curses that have existed with Jogo being the earth, with Nanami being the woods. And then this other one that we haven't even gotten to talk to yet uh, being the water as well. And then there's Mahito, which is the human soul, essentially, and how that turns bad or can be good. Right. It's it's yeah. a lot to process for sure uh-huh. of just kind of that whole power dynamic with each person kind of having their own thing. But I think I'm, I think I'm getting there. Yeah, it, it's making a little more sense here and there. Yeah, but that happens. Uh, Mahito and Junpei bond over Mahito essentially being like, yeah, no, people are horrible and all that stuff. He shows them or shows Junpei how he can touch souls and like change people using his curse technique and so he has the teeny tiny people uh that literally fit in the palm of your hand and then he has people that are gigantic like snorlax level things that are huge and it's all just bodies or people that he's essentially kidnapped and brought down into the sewers very stephen king like and then transform their bodies into these different things as he's playing around he has very much a youthful young juvenile sense behind him that sort of makes it feel almost like you know Heath Ledger's Joker like the I'm just a dog chasing cars I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one that I feel is very much Mahito throughout these first couple of episodes at least where he's just like stumbling and trying to be like oh yeah I guess I can do this and I can do that I'm just playing with my power I'm relatively new I'm gonna figure out what the fuck I'm doing yeah so it definitely I really liked how they set him up with that kind of juvenile behavior, but with the power that he very clearly has. Yeah, we have uh, just initial thought for him. Uh, yeah, Mojito's cool as hell. I, I think so far I'm rooting for him. Anybody who stops people from talking on their phone in movie theaters has a special place in my heart, and I believe he will for the rest of this show, no matter what he does have a special place in my heart yeah he's pretty cool he's awesome i'm excited for you to see the next couple episodes he does some cool shit oh i do not doubt that even remotely he yeah i don't want to spoil shit uh yeah please thank you that's kind of the whole point of this weird huh weird but uh yeah no mahito mahito's cool he again very much that Heath ledger vibe for me of he's got that cool energy to him i feel like the chaotic energy where yeah. he could do whatever. I mean, the the ease at which he was turning the... Because the, the giant one in the sewers, when he was talking to Junpei, I believe he said that that was the biggest he could make somebody. I think that's a great example of what they call foreshadowing, where we're going to get to see somebody huge actually in a fight. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Might, could be. I guess we'll have to watch more episodes. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not mad that I'm gonna have to watch them. So you heard it here. Yeah, Nelson likes anime. Hold on now, hold on now. Just because I'm liking very specific (laughs) things that I've seen does not mean that I am 
am actually just i can't turn on a random show and be like oh cool anime this is great no you've got to give me no shit yeah well you got to give me specifics here (laughs) yeah well i'm not gonna like turn on the tv and be like oh my gosh great it's the uh yeah, like you, all you my children it. or something like that hey all my children is fucking fantastic don't you dare sure but i haven't seen any of it if i turn on the tv and i haven't seen it then i'm not going to be invested in it at all it's okay it's about as many episodes as one piece maybe more God. maybe more probably it's been on more. since like 1958 or some shit like it's been on forever well, one piece has been on since like 1990 1990 something i, I think like it was 1999 90. yeah it's either 98 or 99 i think but it's been going for forever yeah, I was telling a I was telling a guy at work that you know this is a idea that we'd come up with and you know something we thought about doing and he's a big anime guy. And he goes, "Oh, dude, you gotta you gotta start with One Piece." And I'm like, "Man, how many how many episodes is that?" And he goes, "Well, after the first thousand, it gets really good, really good. You just have to finish all the first thousand episodes." Yeah, you could fuck off and die with that. I'm not about to watch a thousand episodes of what you're essentially calling filler. Yeah, I think eventually in the future of like maybe doing some One Piece here or there or like some Naruto, but like broken up where we go do some, come back to it, do some, come back to it uh, would be much better. Yeah, uh, I, if I you... think so. Because I can't. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if you try to get me straight through like 30 episodes of naruto i'm taking a nap and calling it a day well i feel like 30 episodes would be like two arcs essentially of naruto that's <laughs> as only opposed two to arcs it's like a whole fucking season of other it shows depends. it depends on the arcs it depends and usually on the, the arc goes over a whole season nah. Nah. it makes sense storytelling wise bullshit nah. it does when there's a flashback every punch yeah no, you can't just give me. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how. That's not how it works. I don't uh-huh. need to know the life choices that led up to this one individual punch being thrown. Well, you also didn't even get far enough in it to get the flashbacks to know the individual life choices. But anyway, I'm uh, getting back the to shit out of you when I see you. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, back to Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, <laughs> uh, a smooth we... transition. Thank you. I try. Yeah, we uh, pick back up with Ichidori, uh, him and the assistant looking at Junpei. The assistant breaks down the whole curse spirits to sorcerer levels where they are essentially about the same power level. And if like you're a grade one sorcerer, you're probably going to take on uh, grade twos because it's just one below you. So they usually dispatch you to that. But also you're expected to hold your own against uh, another a fellow like grade one one curse spirit and then special to special and stuff like that we get that broken down they pull out these little curse spirits and he walks him through the plan of like what we're gonna do is if he's a jujutsu sorcerer he'll be able to see these spirits so if he reacts to them and base if he's good or bad off of his reaction to these little curse spirits and these little like chicken nugget deformed looking things with wings <laughs> are just in this little cage I'm uh, only going to see them as chicken letting. nuggets now. Absolutely. Or like deformed Goombas. Uh, <laughs> a chicken nugget mixed with a Goomba from Mario. Uh, and that is their litmus test for Junpei. Thank you for being so specific about a Goomba from Mario as opposed to a Goomba from GoldenEye64. I greatly Absolutely. appreciate that. Yeah, no. You never know with the audience. 
that's that's true and that being said uh-huh. maybe there's goombas in another anime that i've never seen hey you know what maybe we will see in the future get in but, the comments yeah. uh <laughs> but the the assistant's whole plan is essentially if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball uh-huh. like he's just gonna throw these things at poor little junpei and be like let's see what the fuck happens it might be something bad so just be ready yeah which yeah is that where this episode no Oh, no, 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 no. That's where I left this episode. Yes. And uh, we're going to wait until we finish the end of the episode. And then I have a special little clip just for you that you have not gotten to hear yet. Yeah. Great. On the day that we decided to watch these, I had family in town and I was running on three and a half hours of sleep. And it was late at night because Nelson in california i am in florida there's a tiny bit of a time change right there it's about three hours a small one yeah and so i might have uh you know reclined back put up a footrest and then that is the last thing that i remembered but luckily i've seen this anime before so it's all good and he yes. got to the end of the episode stopped it and then we went from there uh the next night for episode 11 but yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I get tired too. That's why I sit on a couch hunched over just going ham on nicotine hoping to stay awake for the entire show. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, fueled by Red Bull and nicotine. It's a way to live. I don't know. Maybe not a good one, but it's the way I live. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'll save that that clip for the end of the episode so that uh, everybody can get the full experience. Actually, not even the full because the clip yeah. that I will have for you people is about a minute and 45 seconds. Oh God. I, I was with him for, what, to be fair, to be fair, in that minute and 45 seconds is also my full summation of the three episodes that we had gone through that evening. You would know this if you hadn't been, I don't know, asleep, but right. <laughs> I was talking to you for 25 minutes of audio that i had to edit out because i called you i texted you i did everything and i'm like i don't want you to wake up to a fucking eight hour recording that would have been terrible but so anyway the rest of this episode what do we got what happened uh the rest of that we need to talk about is nanami and mahito starting off their fight and then oh yeah they get to interact you see chaos meet order in between uh nanami and mahito right over there my Mahito reveals his whole technique type stuff and Mahito reveals his as well that he touches the soul of a being and then that's what causes him to deform them by using his cursed energy so he can make them stretchy he can use them as tools or he can do whatever he wants with them and he uses them as weapons essentially against my uh Nanami and Nanami just cuts through them thinking like okay well, if I can just cut through enough of these, then I can get out of here. Because Mahito starts getting a couple of blows in. Nanami gets a little a little messed up, just a tiny bit. And he starts heading out to regroup for later. Uh, makes it to a certain part. And then it ends with him saying that he's going to go into overtime as he loosens his tie because he was trying to get it done in a certain amount of time. But it's taking longer than he expected. Well, you never want to have to go over your shift. He started work at 10 a.m. that day, so he gets off at 6 p.m. And it was, you know, he was watching his watch. He wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm a clock out. No free labor. Yeah. Which I do believe that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, We 
still have yeah because it it ends with him wrapping his tie around uh, and then there's also Ichidori and Junpei's uh, first initial meeting as well. I thought that was in eleven. No, I don't know. That that, that happens in ten. Eleven is when they actually like bond and shit. That's but in right. ten, yeah, he lets the things out, chases them down. Uh, Junpei starts. He runs into his teacher, who is this big sweaty fat guy. Uh, Sounds familiar. Then, yeah. <laughs> God, this is the guy that I was talking about. Where you were like, I hope that there's just one guy in this anime that's not absolutely shredded. This is the character. This is the guy. The th- this is my representation on this show. Nice. Absolutely. Awesome. So glad that. <laughs> that yeah, forget but- everything I've said about relatable characters before. We finally uh-huh. got the one. This is it right here. The teacher who's a piece of shit. Uh, I was just going with the fact that he's, <laughs> you know, a bigger guy. But sure, we'll, we'll I'll be a piece of shit. That's fine. Well, I mean, he's a piece of shit because he watches Junpei get bullied and does nothing about it. So, you know, he's complacent, Yeah, which is the same shit. Uh, but yeah, Itadori sees Junpei talking to the teacher, realizes that he's uncomfortable. And I think he runs up, interrupts, pantses him, runs away. And then he chases after them. Itadori runs around the block in like 0.2 seconds and then comes up behind Junpei again. And then they talk a little bit and then they start walking and then they sit on some steps. And that's where they leave off. We go back to Nanami and Mahito and all that. What did you, (laughs) other than your representation, what were your initial (laughs) thoughts on the teacher? Um, And that whole aspect. You're not wrong about him being complacent. Um, he it was almost like he saw Junpei as the problem. Yeah. And it was like he was a chore for him to try yeah. to discipline these other people and, you know, make them not maybe put their cigarettes out on his forehead. Right. <laughs> and it was one of those things where you get to because you just watched Junpei go through his whole like, well, I wish I could. It, it, I, I'm trying to remember how he said it. It was, I think he was talking to somebody at one point. It might even be in the next episode. I'm not 100% sure. But it was, I don't wish that I could kill everybody I hate, but I wish that I could kill everybody who hates me. That would be a lot easier. Yeah, I think that that's like a voiceover that he has when he's getting bullied. (laughs) Yeah. In one of these episodes. Because he gets bullied a lot a lot yeah and he doesn't he doesn't really have it coming like i no, think it's just he doesn't, he doesn't have he, doesn't really have friends yeah well like he has his friends i think that he's just a nerd and the other people are a little bit jockey and you know just stupid meatheads some tools yeah some absolute tools yeah so i, I i'm very excited seeing the dynamic between junpei and itadori but with him pantsing the teacher and sprinting around the block in two seconds i think that was done beautifully yeah (laughs) and then they just casually talk and walk a little bit after that yeah after you know (laughs) yeah and junpei even says or i don't know if he says that louder he just thinks he's like wow that guy was so fast what the hell (laughs) yeah i think he i think he says out loud like how did you do that and he's just like oh i just ran like i put one foot in front of the other real quickly Heck, soon you'll be walking out the door. Yeah, dear God. Uh, yeah, so that is episode 10. All right, perfect. And that brings us to my favorite clip, which I like to call a sleepy surprise. Or 
my favorite clip. I like to say not making the edit. You motherfucker. <laughs> this is my my full summation of the the three episodes we watched. Um, you might hear some repeat opinion, but this was the one right hot off the presses. Was that the last one or is there one more? Can you hear me? Did you fucking fall asleep? Hello? Buddy, we gotta end the recording. Well, to sum up my thoughts on what we've seen so far, I just, I, I want the people listening to know that my time, it is 1130 that we are watching this, but John's time is 2.30 p.m. for me, a.m. for him, and he just fell asleep, uh, I believe during the previous episode, which would have been episode 10. I can hear him on our chat shifting around in the desk chair that he is definitely asleep in. Holy shit. Um, But to sum everything up so far, uh, that dude, I can't remember his name, but he's dope. He's got a suit. He wears the glasses. I'm excited to see what his overtime is. He loosened the tie, and now he's going to town against Mojito. Mojito is kind of badass. I'm digging that so far. I don't. I, I shouldn't be rooting for the bad guy, but here I am. Junpei, I think was the kid's name. It's going to be exciting to see whether or not he goes with Mojito or with Itadori. I don't know. I think he's going to go with Itadori because they're going to relate. That's really, I guess, my thoughts so far. At least on, on episode 10. And there we have it. Now, once again, mind you, 20 minutes I tried to wake your ass up. Well, I woke up. 20 minutes after you had tried to wake my ass. Correct. I was already in bed. Yes. No, because I remember waking up and seeing missed call from 20 <laughs> ago on my phone. And I was like, well, shit. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the, the three episodes were a big exposition dump. But yeah. I'm really glad they did it in a way that was entertaining as much as it was information mm-hmm. because i shit i probably also would have fallen asleep if it had just been you know a black screen with itadori standing there being like so there's a lot of stuff going on right now here's exactly how everything's working just sitting in a classroom with yeah. not any up at a blackboard just being like this bad this good do this don't do that yeah so if it as... had been more of like him watching slow movies while trying not to get punched that happened for more than just a little bit in two episodes and it was that carried over oh god i yeah i I honestly probably if it had gotten to that point where that was how i'm getting my exposition is just gonna be four episodes of conversation honestly i'd probably be like all right what's the next show we're doing i mean that's that's exactly why i left naruto is because that was how they kind of did their exposition was yeah that one dude it was a lot of breaking down and just yeah. like in a very calm voice telling it to you which can lull you to sleep a little bit yeah not gojo uh whatever his name was no um yeah. all right not me no 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 in naruto the guy who's gojo but oh, not Kakashi. Gojo. that's Heard. the one um, yes a very yeah. soothing voice very, soothing very cool voice, voice but also you know love kakashi he's there for exposition for every episode that i watched he didn't really do anything so it was really good to have this contrast of here's how we do things here. So thank yes. God. And then, you know, the next night we got to start. Well, it's also, 11. you know, this one came out in 2020 as opposed to Naruto, which I think came out in 2003 or no, that sounds or 20. I, I want to say it was like 2005. 
No, it might have been 2002 because I think they just hit their 20th anniversary. Oh, wow. Damn, they really shouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> You'll love it eventually. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, going into episode 11. Yeah. The episode picks up where we left off with the fight with Mahito and uh, Nanami as Nanami goes into overtime. And then it shows Ichidori and Junpei bonding over some films. Then he gets invited over. We get to meet Junpei's hot mom. Uh, and then shit God, hits what the a fan. And we get show. set up for the next episodes. Absolutely. Uh, Junpei's mom has got it going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I I ship Itadori and Junpei. I'm, I'm, you've heard it right here, right now. I ship it. Uh-huh. I, I actually at one don't point, even realize that you just made a Naruto reference. What did I really? Yeah, the right here, right now. It's one of the opener songs, and it's great. Uh, anyway, it's also it pops a phrase in my head. that's been around forever. Yeah. So fuck. That's what immediately pops into my head whenever somebody says it. So fuck you. Because you're a loser. Well, fuck you. Regardless, <laughs> I thought they were gonna kiss. So okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess going back to the beginning of the episode, we get to finish off the Nanami and Mahito fight. Uh, you see Nanami starts doing some shit. He channels so much cursed energy and he just it looks like he's going to go for Mahito. Mahito, uh, Mahito decides to dodge it. But then said he goes for the wall, hits the wall. It all splinters and cracks up and the cursed energy goes into the things levitating above until it's ready to fall with a whole bunch of this cursed energy. Mahito's like, I should dodge this. And then as he goes to do that, Nanami cuts off one of his legs. And then he just stands there, flicks the blood off. He was like, this is interesting. If you live, let's talk more. And then he walks away and then rubble falls on top of him, which is the best or so far been like the cool guys don't look at explosions moment of Jujutsu Kaisen. That is the best for me. Oh, easily but i i understand as someone who has been in the service industry and you can relate as well when my time is up i am going to finish your table as quickly as i can and i'm going to go home yep and that is exactly <laughs> what out. he did he said <laughs> i'm gonna break the wall i'm gonna cut off your leg if you live cool if you don't probably better but I, yeah. guess, I guess I'll see you again. So peace out, my guy. He leaves that. We get some more Itadori and Junpei bonding. They sort of start talking about movies. They bond over their love of just bad sci-fi horror films. Itadori seen them all because of his training that Gojo was putting him through. And then Junpei genuinely likes them. As and they had this fun discussion. Yeah. And then Itadori just straight up asks him, like, hey, uh, so you were at the movie theater. Do you did you see anything? And just straight up asks him. I think he straight up goes, So you're a Jujutsu sorcerer. Or no, he answers yes when yes. Uh, Junpei asks him. That's what it is. Yeah, because Mahito is like, if you see someone with this button with this roll on it, they're probably a Jujutsu sorcerer. And they are going to be pretty similar to you. So you might want to talk to them. You might enjoy it. And so they talk and he sees it and he goes, oh, okay, so he's probably this. And then he just flat out asks Itadori. And Itadori is like, yeah. Also, I was sent here to essentially interrogate or gather information on you. So what's your deal? No, but the entire time that they're having this conversation and watching their shitty movies and I, I mean, bonding, really, uh, yeah. Junpei's mom was 
passed out drunk at the table. Oh, after he goes back to the house? Yeah. Yeah, she's just gone. Kind of how you were after, uh, or in the middle of episode 10. But Listen, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to hold that <laughs> over you for at least the next, like, three times we record, even tonight. I was uh-huh. like, are you, you going to be okay, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. Listen, it wasn't a choice. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so Junpei's mom invites Ichidori over as that's happening in a little tracksuit or like hoodie or whatever. Gato walks by, who's been pulling the strings behind the scenes, sees them bonding and goes, you got him. Because uh, he's trying to get Tsukuna's vessel on his side, which is Itadori. They go back to the house. Uh, Itadori makes Junpei's mom laugh, makes Junpei laugh. They bond. They get together. They hold um, hands. They, they yeah, kiss. They kiss just a little bit. Just a pack. Deleted scenes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Junpei's mom passes out. And Itadori and Junpei have a nice heart-to-heart where Junpei asks him, like, so if you're a Jujutsu sorcerer, do you think... Because you, you're put in these situations, are there bad Jujutsu sorcerers? And if there are, would you ever have to fight them? And if you have to fight them, would you ever kill them? Would you be able to kill someone if they are bad? And it brings this whole moral quandary for Ichidori to be very, to think a little bit more in depth about what his stance is going forward as a sorcerer of like, could I do this? And he thinks back to his grandpa's words and he's like, no, I... I don't think that I could, in my right mind, kill someone ever because that would be taking away from them. And it's just not the good thing to do inherently. But it's, it one, of those, it's one of those things that I feel like they should have probably told him at the orientation was, yeah. hey, you know, this thing that you are, it's really helpful that you're a nice guy because there are other people who do the same job as you, but they're not nice guys. So no. at some point, <laughs> not nice at all. Um, at some point when you're going through all this, you're going to have to kill a couple people like that is, that was not on the syllabus. No, not at all. And then speaking of killing people, uh, it goes to Nanami who talks to the assistant and he finds out that Ichidori is not with him. The assistant freaks out a little bit. Uh, then it goes, back to Junpei and all that. And his mom wakes up and sees one of Sukuna's fingers on the table, picks up as like, what the heck, a finger? And you see this cursed spirit pop up behind her. Next thing we know, we're getting another thing that's very much like how they introduced the cursed womb arc and the movie theater experience where like some bad shit has happened. You find out that she was killed. Her body, the top half of her body was found in bed with ice packs around the torso where it was ripped in half. And Junpei has gone into her closet and put on all black and is going to go to school. The fact that the top half of the body was transported and then also put under covers with ice packs. The fact that Junpei found half of his mom yeah. and had to bring her her into the bed that's that was a moment for me where i was like ooh, like imagine having to do that in real life and the psychological trauma that that would happen oh yeah on somebody from doing that you're you're not really coming back from that no not at all yeah and i mean but come on man junpei's hot mom 
you got to think for a minute. Yeah. RIP in peace. peace, If you wake up from your drunken stupor and the first thing you see in front of you is a finger, I feel like you're probably going to have a more startled reaction than, oh, a finger. That's weird. Like, would you not immediately check all of yours to make sure they're still there? And it wasn't a good looking finger. It still no, had like it, wasn't. it still had like knuckle attached. Yeah, it had the knuckle attached. It's also red with like black fingernails as well. I it don't looks know. like a demon finger. I don't know her hand maintenance. I'm not about to judge this woman, but I'm gonna Pretty judge sus. her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, also the upside for Junpei through this is his dad's not in the picture. So technically with his mom torn in half, he does have two parents back in his life, just the top and the bottom half of her. Bruh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, after Junpei gets all dressed up in his mom's black clothes, which is a swanky leather jacket, a very form fitting leather jacket, he then goes to school, which we see an assembly happening where somebody is getting honored for a essay that they wrote and put into a competition. They're like, oh, first place. Awesome. Cool. And then he goes to the side and he stands next to the second place winner. He's like, wow, you wrote this for me and I still beat you. You should have done better. I didn't want to have this award or anything like that, but I'll take it. Uh, so good job, I guess. But also don't fucking do it again. And then as that happens, we see this swirling thing happen up in the air. And it goes to the top of the high school where Mahito and Gato are standing up there having a little bit of a conversation. Mahito brings down a veil, just like we saw the assistant do back in the Curse Womb arc making it so they are essentially in control of the area. Only people that they want to enter that veil are going to be able to enter that veil, giving Junpei and some everything else that's happening a little bit more privacy. I also, we forgot to talk about it, but it shows Junpei freaking out over his mom and Mahito shows up, plants the idea that maybe somebody at school with money uh, planted this cursed object on her. And then that's what led her to be killed. And Junpei then goes to school to uh, confront his bullies that are these rich, entitled people. And we get a little, you were always good to me, don't come to school tomorrow vibes. As Junpei enters the gymnasium, everyone is falling down on the ground, except for the bully that's there. He walks up to the bully. They have a little bit of confrontation. And we see this invisible thing sort of smack him across the room and start lifting him up a little bit. Then Ichidori runs in, sees Junpei, is like, no, don't. And then it shows Junpei with this giant summoning of a jellyfish behind him. It's something like that, yeah. Yeah, and that's where the episode leaves off, on that cliffhanger of what's going to happen in between Ichidori and Junpei, with Junpei being like, no, Ichidori, stand back. I've got this. I need to do this. And Ichidori is like, no, no, calm down. Don't do this. Please don't. You left out my absolute favorite part of the the presentation ceremony, which is the like four girls who are swooning, swooning <laughs> over the fact that my man got an award for an essay. Because here's here's the thing: you're gonna beat up Junpei for allegedly looking at a girl, but we're going to simp over the guy who wrote a really good book report i don't get it <laughs> it's brains over beauty <laughs> I be- well i mean to be fair that is fushiguro's type 
So this is true. This is true. The boring type, I believe. The boring type. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Toto, Toto put it. What a guy, Toto. He blesses the rains down in Africa. It's pretty phenomenal. Uh huh. Yeah. So, what do you think? Because uh, it's the last, the ending of the last episode that we watched, episode 11. Uh, the next episodes that we're watching, I believe we're doing three episodes, 12, 13, and 14. Uh, for the next arc, what are your predictions on what you think is about to unfold? What do you think is about to happen with Itadori, Junpei, with Mahito up on top of everything with Gato and Nanami and all the other things going on? So my, my prediction for what it's going to be is that Itadori, he does have a way with words, like he is good at talking with people, and that is kind of also Junpei's strong point. So I think while the douchebag is being levitated in the air and all of this is happening, they're going to kind of have a conversation and it's going to kind of click for Junpei that, hey, maybe this isn't the way that I should be going about it, but right when he has that thought, I think that Mahito and the other guy, uh, Gato, are going to be like, well, this isn't really working in our favor. And then they're just going to pull some dastardly shit. And, and they're going to blame it on Junpei. And Junpei's going to be like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I I can't stop this. As everything's going on. And Itadori's going to be like, oh, shit, no. you you got to stop. And he's going to be like, I don't know how. And then everyone's going to die. Okay. And, and it's going to make for a really hard time when they're uh, sitting in their rocking chairs uh, watching NCIS New Orleans together uh, and sipping on coffee before they retired their, you know, their bed. Yeah, the uh, the Cialis commercial. Of- <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't even employed. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> they're going to fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, the next couple episodes, you very much know exactly what is going to happen with that. And I'm excited to see your reaction. Wait, did I get that right? What? Wait, that we're going to fuck? Or... <laughs> <laughs> that's a given. Like that's not even yeah. a prediction. I'm just telling you how it's gonna how it's gonna go with that. Yeah, it's on a Reddit or a Tumblr somewhere. I'm sure. I don't think Tumblr is even allowed to do that. Still, like they kind of ruined Tumblr. Yeah, they took off the porn. Weird. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, yeah. that, that's kind of ruining it. But <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see because there's some stuff that you're hinting at that's going to happen. There's other stuff that's not going to happen. And I'm very excited to see your reaction to the next couple of episodes. Yeah, I'm also I... excited because uh, I'm about to leave town for a couple of days. And as we've talked about with your disliking of the outro for getting you out of the mood because you're used to just binge watching stuff. Correct. You essentially are going to have to take almost a week off in between this episode that ended on a cliffhanger going into the next episode and the next the ending of this arc. So you get to feel the actual feeling of having to wait to know what's going to happen next. You're welcome. So I it, jokes on you. I do kind of have a way around that. Yeah. And that's the fact that like tiktok is spoiling everything for you no actually (laughs) i have i've done everything i can to stay off of anime tiktok um solely because the attack on titan dubs aren't out yet and luckily i have not had anything spoiled for me you lucky oh i'm so lucky and that's the thing is i i've been trying to be smart about it but 
yeah, I, I'm not going to look up any spoilers for this. I mean, I, I want the people listening and everybody to actually get raw reactions to what's going on. However, uh, saving yourself for me. I appreciate it. Oh, just for you, sweetheart. Yeah. But (laughs) don't tell your wife, but the, uh, are you familiar with the terrible show from, I think 2013, 2012 called falling skies? No, it is awful. It's got Noah Wiley. It's got the coach from remember the Titans, but they just put the whole thing on HBO. So anytime that I feel like going in and watching this show and going a little further with the progression, I just binge watch like five episodes of falling skies. Oh God. (laughs) And it kind of like satisfies my, my need for binging something terrible. (laughs) I mean, there's always, you can always go back to the CW it died after season three i don't care what anybody says and for anybody listening i do not like cw's the flash no he stands the flash that's what he does dude hashtag not my flash like give me great Gustin <laughs> or give me nobody <laughs> go fucking die in a hole <laughs> i love you great you're a bitch uh, yeah but i think that's it for the rest of the episode uh, we've gotten through everything. Next episode of the podcast, we're going to next, do the next three episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen, get yep. to figure out what is happening in everything. Yeah, so thanks again, guys, for stopping by and supporting and listening to the podcast. If you're watching along with us, feel free to reach out to us. We're on Instagram and TikTok at, at WeebalongPod and Twitter at, uh, at Weeb underscore along. And I think threads, if people still use that shit, I don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I, yeah, Um, it's possible. Yeah. But, uh, love to hear your feedback. And if you guys enjoy the show next week, we'll get a little bit further, but yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.